Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them, with your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And with us today, we have comedian Jay Light. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, What movie have you brought today to defend? Snakes on a Plane. Mm. Don't need to defend it. It's great. It's always been great. It is its own defense. (laughs) Listen to that title. (laughs) It, It knows exactly what it is and never tries to deviate from that. This movie is like... Sort of legendary if you were on the internet in the mid 2000s, because uh, I think it's 2006 is when it was released. Yep, um, it was a movie that sort of was memed into existence. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, you were telling me, Tom, they made a PG 13 version of this at first. Did. Yeah. So, just off the top of my head, the basic history of the film was like people learned that there was a a, f- a film called that was tentatively titled Snakes on a Plane that Sam Jackson was attached to. Uh-huh. And the internet went apeshit over that. Like, T-shirts. Like, my friends had T-shirts, like, years before the film even came out. Like, it, it, people were making memes. Everybody was writing the, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this yeah. motherfucking plane line yes. before it even was existed at all. Right. And so when, the, when they re- made the first version of the film, they made a PG-13 cut. And all the people on the internet who were so vocal about their support for this film were like, no, that's garbage. So they did like five days of reshoots. It was a really quick thing of reshoots. They're very obvious in the film, but it's basically any points of violence, the brief nudity and like the stuff like Sam Jackson saying, I'm, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. I'd say it was very smart. Yeah, it was, it was a very, very smart, smart decision. Absolutely. So, yeah. The movie doesn't have too much going for it otherwise. Um, Give us a brief, I guess, plot summary. Even though uh, all you need to know about the story is contained within <laughs> snakes on the, the plane. Four words of the title. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, the plot itself is a uh, a guy who's. I mean, the one downside of the movie is that is this this character is the least interesting character Thank in the whole movie. You. The, that the was informant be my guy, first problem. the most boring dude ever. He's so boring and he's so miscast. I hate him also from the first introduction. It's just him on a dirt bike doing tricks, and I was like, oh, I hate this guy. Right. I don't. I haven't even seen his face. To like a, it was, and then he takes off the helmet. And it's like, oh god, I hate this guy. The opening of this film is wonderful because it's, <laughs> it's just like beach shots of people surfing, and then this dickhead uh, dirt biking around. It's and real it's, soft ukulele music. It sounds going on. like a Jack Johnson song, but it's not. Yeah, but it's but it's it's like it's so like oh this is the most 2006 thing I've seen since 2006. <laughs> it's just and it gets violent. So this extreme sports aficionado, yes, is uh, is riding his dirt bike through the jungle of Hawaii, and then he sees uh, a prosecuting attorney or sort of like somebody, yeah. the DA of Los Angeles or something like that, gets beaten to death by a mobster, mm-hmm. and he uh, gets picked up by the FBI to. Uh, to rat him out to be a snitch, they find him through his Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's so, that's something that throws the Red Bull in front of that's him. That's something I want to address <laughs> once we get to the plot description. They pro- they must have loved that product placement. This was yeah. found on the scene of a murder. Red Bull. He had crates of-, of Red Bull in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, look, he's extreme. <laughs> he's extreme. <laughs> So the story is about them trying to transport him to uh, Los Angeles safely, but there's snakes on the plane. 
There are Uh-oh. snakes on the plane. The mobster put them there. There are a lot of snakes there. on the plane. Instead of like having a flight attendant poison him or right. getting a hitman on that plane, um, he somehow smuggled what looked like hundreds? It definitely hundreds, hundreds of, of snakes. snakes. In a crate on the plane, and the only way also apparently a, also they, like they, a twenty foot boa constrictor. Yeah, and apparently, as the Samuel Jackson's partner reveals later, they missed it because they're cold blooded. That's it. That's the only explanation that make they any give. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really. You, how need do you to. miss a twenty foot snake? This is with the, giant razor teeth too. Right, you know how yeah. boa constrictors have? Yeah, like, it had like, like a velociraptor. It had like rows of shark teeth. <laughs> right. Um, and it eats that British guy, who is the same character as the rapper. It's just the rapper apologizes for being an asshole. Right. <laughs> but otherwise, they're the exact same character. They both shove people out of the way for their own safety. But see, that's uh, this. Uh, I remember I was reading reviews of this movie as I was after I rewatched it, and as I was rewatching it, mm-hmm. and a lot of the complaints that people have with this movie is that the characters are paper thin. Which, yeah, yeah, of well, course, fine. I don't care about that. This movie's a this movie is a very very well done B movie, and it never tries to be anything more than that. Right. And I can I can get okay I can be okay with really thinly yeah. created characters in I, a movie like this. Sure. I would argue that they surprise the characters surprisingly have they have arcs. arcs. Yeah. Oh yeah. The rapper like. He has a whole fucking arc. Like, like yeah, he apologizes. Several, so, yeah, I mean, there's it, several it, act, like characters. The what, the thing they do is what makes them like kind of two dimensional is just like okay, here's the first class. It's filled with terrible people, and yeah. here's coach. That's the rest of us. It's regular, and they like instantly demonize everybody in first class as like being like really upset. Like the woman asks, like, "Is it safe about coach?" Right. And it's like, right. "Who are you, <laughs> ma'am?" That, that, <laughs> like, she, she she played share on the Clueless TV show. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Spit an image. Yeah. But like really like the... They do some weird... I mean, it's mid-2000s. They do some weird things to make us dislike people. Like the rapper's an asshole. So it's like, all right, I, I get that. He's also a germaphobe, which I love that character detail. Yeah, yeah. Really He doesn't like, like to be touched. And he's like... I love that the, the line, like he's the Howard Hughes of rap. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Nobody who's seen this movie is going to get that reference. <laughs> But I have just to, in the theaters. I have to give him like they did a good job at establishing um, him and like his his entourage. Keenan Thompson. Like, yeah, you c- sort of instantly know what the score is with those three. It's not there's not that much depth to it, but I give this movie an automatic credit. We we get a for sort bit. of get being like efficient and getting the job done a lot when it came right, to like character they, stuff. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they they tell us they show us a Keenan Thompson who's like one of the uh, what's his name three G's. The rapper yeah. yep. is one of his bodyguards, and they they show him playing this video game in the beginning. So, like in the end of the film, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got two thousand hours on Flight Simulator." You're like, "Okay, that's not out of nowhere." Like yeah. I saw. And then we get a little bit. It's again, it's not much, but like it's like, "Oh, you did it! You did it!" Yeah, and they start like, a when lot he gets of mad arcs. at him, and he calls him by his first name. Yeah, like he's like, "Clarence, what are you? You're pointing a gun at these people?" It's like, "Oh, these these guys like have known each other for a long time." They're mm-hmm. you know, so it's like we get a lot out of very little, and it's not like great. But like it's efficient. It's efficient, and, and they, it's, it's like the job you, done. You feel good, like you're like snakes on a plane. You really tried. Yeah, they yeah, bother. The they bother to give the characters that end yeah. up just dying. They give most of them. Stuff. Oh, the like, married like, couple. The married couple, or the guy's <laughs> afraid. It's like, oh, they're gonna make it right. Like they're well, they give like they're of... really like because he's terrified of flying, and then she's like, well, then why did you, why did you agree to go to Hawaii for your honeymoon? And he just looks at her. And he's like, because it's where you wanted to go. 
It's like, yeah. oh, you guys gave him like a little yeah. care, and then they get horribly bit to death. Yeah. Oh yeah, snakes. after getting crushed, <laughs> crushed and by pinned <laughs> by the drink cart, that's great. I guess what, what this movie is very violent. What you're hearing now is you're not going to get too much pushback from me about this movie. There's something my main because I watched it yesterday, and I made a lot of notes, and yeah, it has problems, but I have to give the movie a lot of credit for like trying to create a coherent story, which. Like if you watch any of the Transformers movies, doesn't they don't do you right, know like yeah they're also twice as long. That's my yeah. main complaint about the movies. I feel like it's about twenty minutes too long. Yeah, I mean it's a movie. It's just over. It's a it's an hour forty five ish. Yeah, and it right. still does feel like it's a little bit too long. Like yeah. they have a fucking air safety video yeah. in the middle of the movie. That's not funny. You don't need it. It's yeah. not funny. It's not <laughs> like, adding anything to the characters. Right. There's a couple of things that. Could be. Oh, of course, your cat takes a man-sized shit right when. Did my cat poop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam, you might have to cut this out. You're gonna have to cut that out. It might but, be Robert's cat. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's there's some stuff that could be cut out. There's some kind of embarrassing bits in it, just because it's dated. Like, like the male flight attendant who is like doing like a gay stereotype and then the joke is at the end of the movie he's like oh he's not gay it's like well that's a weird joke yeah <laughs> like right um they there's a there's a woman who it's like you remember the the lady who's like drinking out of her flask and then she gets like a snake crawling up oh, yeah, her and she's it's like, like, yeah. really into it and then it like bites her eyes so it's like they're making us they're basically like we're supposed to not like that character but it's like the only information we're giving. It's like okay, she's overweight and she's like drinking. So right. It's, it's 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 like weirdly. She's got some Mimi from Drew Carey. Show right. It's like going a, a really. I don't want to say puritanical, but it's like a weird choice to be like, okay, she's X and Y, so you don't like her. I'm like, she's not bothering anybody. <laughs> like she's just sitting there. Um, there's a couple of, of bits like that. You probably don't need to have uh, three G's signing a girl's, uh, a girl's boob, boob over her shirt. By the way, if you're gonna go yeah. full in, just just sign the skin, and then signing a really cool kid's album. Who I I can only picture him as having like a visor turned upside down. Oh man, and frosted tips. Yeah, I don't remember what he ever looked like, but that's he did he, have a backwards in my hat. Mind. He did have a backwards hat, and he so does cool. He does tell the little kid to stay black, which is yeah, great. that's great because he's a little white kid. Um. There's that's the thing this this movie the only real problems I have with it are the length and that awful awful extreme sportsman he's, he's so he's bad awful. he's well, awful everything about well everything about him and then the villain really like I don't know Eddie I guess Kim. you sort of have to have those things but yeah like there's a he witnesses the murder and then he immediately speeds off on his dirt bike and it right was like, like he gets himself well, don't caught do that yeah and then like they just both him and the villain seem dumb like when Eddie Kim's explaining what he's doing he's just like yeah accidents happen and it's like that's a completely what? unnecessary scene yeah too. like yeah. that's 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 one of the first ones I would cut <laughs> I do like I liked the B plot of them finding um the their illegal snake guy. And because that way they can take down Eddie Kim and stuff. I like that they actually, like, I can see this movie very easily forgetting to take down the bad guy. Well, I think we were going to assume that uh, it's just showing us that he's going to get busted for the snakes on the plane as well. But, but he, like, we would assume it, like, that, like, getting like that extreme sportsman it. to safety to testify is going to get him, too. Yeah, but right. it feels like the snakes on the plane at this point is, like... Sure, and it's, like... He, he has that... See, the, the, the Samuel Jackson's, like, friend, FBI friend, has that Bobby hilarious Cannibale. line of, like, ask him what he likes better, like, 
lethal injection or gas. Or the gas. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it felt like that was the moment where they're like, okay, he lost. That's it. That's the end right. of that arc. But it's like, so yes, just like he, he's going to go and you know. I want to see the other agent though, that, that who Bobby Cannavale was talking to, just being like, do you, do you really want me to ask you that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the snake expert is a. Uh, Todd Luizzo, who is like discount, he's discount David Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's very just good. A delight in this movie. He's great in this. He's great in High Fidelity too. But like, yeah, it's <laughs> he's so he's so like frantic and matter of fact at the yeah. same time. It's, and he plays off well with Bobby Cannavale. It's yeah, it's it's a thing that like in my first instinct was like I would cut this, but then like the 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 wrap up of it kind of. But it does. It is necessary if you if you're. If you're making a B movie, it's not necessary. But if you're just trying to make a real movie where, like, you know, you tie up all the loose ends, like, it well, and sort also, of was necessary. It also elevates the stakes. Yeah. Because it's like they find out, oh, you can't just give people, like, there's no cure-all anti-venom. You have to know exactly what snakes have been biting people so that you can... Right. So it's like, oh, shit, like, there's a whole other layer to this. Uh, I think that's something you mentioned the other day, Dave, but it was just... It, it is kind of... It's kind of admirable how they kept finding new ways... To, to like be like, we got to deal with the snakes in this way, or, you know. Well, that's the thing. This movie, it's it moves structurally really nicely because it starts like once the the mayhem happens and the snakes start being on the plane, right. they do a really good job of oh shit, something's happening in one part of the plane. All right, we all have to move to this part of the plane, but we still can't go upstairs because that's where our informant's hiding out. Oh wait, now something's going on in this part of the plane. And also the power is going out, so we have to move everybody upstairs, and we got to figure out how to get the power back on. And there, it just all the the problems they stack up and they get cleared away nicely. But then something new crops up, right? Something new and happens. It never feels like it's all. It never feels like it's too much going on at once. I it never feels it, insurmountable. I did find it funny how like quickly they'll set up a, a something that seems like it's going to be drama and take it away because they had Samuel Jackson be like, "Do not." Go down there and help those people. Do not let anybody up here. And then he like leaves for a second, comes back, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I let them all up here." And he's just like, "Yeah, I guess you did what you got to yeah, do." And it was just like, do, "Okay, I mean, <laughs> all right, that wasn't all right." And there's there's a couple more moments like that. Well, here's one of the there's a all right. <laughs> I need to I need to actually start picking at this film. Um, How dare you? First of all, David Keckner dies like three times. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. I don't understand that. Uh, they he's, keep they keep like making us think he's dead and then he's not. He's resilient. He's got to sexually harass more of the, the flight attendants. He's like sexually harassed them trait. to the That's bitter what he does. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to the bitter end. He's like dying and he's like, hey, sugar tits. Like, it's he's probably the most one of the most dated parts of this movie. It's mm-hmm. just him, just his like with his swollen gangrenous arm. Yeah, just reaching out. Let me cop a feel one more time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's that. There's um. The obvious reshoots are a little jarring. Like in the beginning when the dirt bike kid stumbles upon Eddie Kim beating this guy to death, the close-up shot of Eddie Kim smashing the baseball bat into the guy and getting sprayed with blood is very obviously right. a reshoot. Also, you don't, it's, it's close. You don't see what he's hitting. You don't see anybody around him. And then, like when the kid makes noise, there's a there's a like a wide shot of all of his goons running around the side. Then it cuts back to the same close up shot of Eddie Kim because it's clearly on a different day, and they didn't have shots of them together. 
covered in blood where he's like get that guy it's it was just it was jarring i mean the like, line i've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane comes out of nowhere right in and, the then, scene. and then at the i mean it's great but at the end like sam jackson clearly mugs into the camera like he does like an eye twitch like yeah it's it's hard to describe well, this movie i mean but this is really his movie yeah you know yeah. back to the memeing thing they they were going to originally retitle the the movie to pacific air 121 yeah and when why he, do they do these things he when he heard they were going to do that he said he was going to walk from the movie yeah because he's <laughs> like that's the whole reason i only wanted to do this film because it was called snakes right. on a plane why would you change the title why would you do that well no, why if you're would not, you do if you're, that? If you're not trying to be patient zero for the, all the Sharknado movies, right? But like, and try to make like a like a serious film. Like been, the first conversation you have as a, exactly. as a group full of producers is to be like, well, obviously we have to change this title. Yeah, but to like the flight number or whatever. There's so many horror movies that have that type of title, right? Like you would just become one of those again, and people might not even know that your movie is about snakes on a plane, like. Right, somebody would have mistakenly watched that thinking it was the 9-11 film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you can't have like, that. Is this what happened to 9-11? This, yeah. this movie was never meant to be a serious movie. No. And I think if they had kept the title, that, that would have sent that spiraling. Yeah, and I think maybe at one point they thought they were making a serious movie. Because they, they wrote it not like a B movie, I don't think. Like, there's... Well, the original, and this is the crazy part, the original writer of the movie is a guy who just works at, like, the University of Pennsylvania. He's just a guy who's, like, huh. an admin, who's like a college administrator, and he was like, huh, you know what would be interesting is if there were snakes on a plane, <laughs> and they had to fight off the snakes, and this was in 1994, <laughs> and he pitched it to every movie studio, and, none of, and nobody bought it for two years cowards and then years later somebody at a Lionsgate or something whoever bought it eventually bought it saw the pitch and they're like oh that's actually yeah we can make that <laughs> that sounds like a great idea and now we have it and they gave it to the director of homeward bound 2 right yeah man experience working with animals yeah well it, they this person they've also done two final destination films so i feel like that's which two uh two and then the final destination. Oh, so the two good ones. Yeah. Well, they're all good, Tom. They're all <laughs> Part great. Part four movies. is pretty bad. Yeah. The 3D one is bad. Is that oh, the one yeah, with yeah, the uh, the roller coaster? No, is that's that the one three? with the that's three. racetrack is four. Four right? is, the, is the racetrack. Yeah, that yeah. one's not great. Mm. Um, so he, so, okay, so he, has he also has experience working with David Koechner because David yeah. Koechner's in the final destination. <laughs> and he went on to do um, Shark Knight 3D, which is... A very bad film. Yeah, it has some moments. Um... So yeah, this is sort of in Shark Knight 3D is PG-13. Really? There's your first mistake. Um, yeah. Another issue I have with this movie <laughs> issue. It's again, I'm just nitpicking. <laughs> but like, how the hell do they instantly find the dirt bike kid? Like, because we cut from him running, right. running oh, away. Yeah. Like, and they the say next his scene is him as an were on the Red Bull, but. The bad guys, I don't know how. How they, the bad guys find well, him? Well, dirt bikes are very loud. Maybe they were just following him. Like, the how do they? Way. How do they know? Like his name and address. Yeah. And like, unless he's committed a crime, like his fingernet, his fingerprints wouldn't be in in a, any database. I mean, right? He, unless they saw his dirt bike in the parking lot of his apartment complex or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that I could feasibly see happening and it's I, just the, I assume, the bad guys well, and sam jackson show up at his house at the same time they like, got, okay so with the fbi they got access to the tony hawk pro skater creator character <laughs> yeah. files. And they're like oh we found this guy we he's linked him. up 
It looks like a real tool. <laughs> like, would the FBI send their an gonna, agent like unannounced to somebody's house that's like a potential witness through the back door? Through the back yeah. door. Yeah. I'm gonna defend the movie for a second here, which is weird, because they say it's his fingerprints, and so he must have committed some sort of crime, which doesn't surprise me. And then they right, say Eddie Kim has links to law enforcement as well. So my guess is that he went, he found him through law enforcement, local law enforcement, and Samuel Jackson did as well. And then maybe Samuel Jackson saw like their car parked out front and like went out back. Yeah, because they no. could have been. That's I mean, <laughs> if they're, corru- if they're as corrupt as the news said they were, yeah. right? They could be trying to frame him for something. That's that's why if they can't get killed if they can't have him be killed by the mobsters. And that's why they put him on a commercial flight, which still doesn't quite make sense. Also, does that plane exist? The two story one. The- Planes I, like that. I know two story planes exist, but like the way it's laid out with like glass barriers and shit, I'm like, this seems wildly unsafe for an airplane. <laughs> I mean, it is, as we learn <laughs> right. about an yeah. hour into the movie, yeah. and people get impaled yeah. when they fall Somebody off the gets, stairs. Oh, man. <laughs> that was great. God, the death in this movie, that was one of the things that I think this movie does really well, is the violence is really. It's for, terrible. It's, ter- yeah. it's well, so. Oh, it's, oh, it's so. <laughs> visceral yeah. yeah i felt very like when the dude i've never been able to look at high heels the same after oh. you see a dude oh, yeah. in a high heel right in his ear it's, it's so bad all the, all the snake bites look terrible too like the kid who's they have to like yeah. cut it open and it's it's all the snake gnarly. attacks look good considering that the cgi is on par with anaconda the, yeah, yeah like the snakes look very bad yeah which is weird because it was still effective and i don't think i don't think they used a single real snake apparently they did initially but the snakes were snakes mm-hmm. right they don't they just kind of sit there yeah so yeah. like well there's a couple shots where you can tell that they do have some real snakes in there but for the most part it's all really awful cgi yeah but how else are you gonna get yeah you, you're not gonna be able to train a snake to bite a tit yeah, or exactly. a guy's dick, dick. <laughs> that, fucking snake get off my dick that well, guy that's great writing that well that you can't you what can't confuses write me about anything better that, than that character is like we cut to that character <laughs> getting up it's like a split second shot of him like leaning over the aisle talking to this woman and we hear him in a, in a clearly uh, ADR line. He goes like, I'll be right back. <laughs> so it's like, we just cut to that. So it's like, okay, so this, there was, we're clearly going into, it's like a, we're clearly cutting into the middle of a conversation. Here right. Cause they show us this guy, like we're supposed to know who he is. They show us this lady he's been talking to, like we're supposed to know who she is and we don't, we never see them again. And then he gets up and walks in the bathroom and gets his dick bitten by a snake. It makes sense because they were doing probably reshoots and they were like, well, we need this to happen, but to yeah. who? Who is it going to happen to? So they like invented a new character yeah. specifically for that. And just cut in the middle of the conversation. Like, no, I like, this is worth keeping. I like how soundproof those bathrooms are. Right. Because uh, like, the couple has the sex, which that's not what sex sounds like if she's screaming for her life and they're and the flight attendants are just like oh they're getting it on yeah, in there yeah. like, and no, the dude's and making then, a lot of noise yeah in he's, that, his in head that smashes too. the window like or the oh, mirror the the dude like, by the way is a friend of the podcast taylor kitsch that's wait <laughs> that's dick, taylor kitsch wait the, the dude, dick the dude, dude no the dude having sex in the bathroom is taylor kitsch why what? is he yep. why is he in this movie i don't know but john carter from mars yeah it's like the third time he's been on this podcast yeah it's like it's like there's a pattern there (laughs) right it's like he doesn't pick good films yeah um no he picks great ones yeah that's (laughs) true he doesn't pick good films he picks timeless (laughs) yes exactly part of the canon yeah definitely there's a lot of yeah i think that uh there's so many deaths that you see coming just because of the way the characters are acting like you see that the couple is you know the couple's gonna die basically as soon as you see them 
once they're like you know all over each other in the seats. Oh yeah, you oh, know, that, yeah. you know the British guy is gonna die from the jump, and even more so when he throws the, the dog, dog. The dog, which is one snake. of my favorite moments. And he in dies this movie. immediately after it too. Like yeah. the dog didn't even buy him any time. Like, he's movie. like, you all would have done the same thing. It's like you didn't do anything. You just killed this dog. Yeah. Because the snake immediately grabs him after that dog. Like, it didn't... And they even get a nice little callback of him being half-digested. Yeah, yeah. The snake gets it. sucked out of the plane at the <laughs> very right. end. The snake's getting sucked out of, out of the plane. I realize somewhere there's a fishing boat that's about to have a big surprise. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to look up and just... Just a rain of snakes, snakes over the Pacific. Oh, <laughs> just... man. That part of the movie is insane. I love it. Where he's like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to shoot out a window. <laughs> no one and, questions it. And it's going to suck all the all the, all the the snakes out. It's like, yeah, it also might crack the airplane in half. I mean, in reality, it wouldn't do much of anything. Like, I know the, the, the Mythbusters tested this. If you shoot a window of a plane, it, mm-hmm. like, doesn't explode outward. Mm-hmm. So it would take, you'd have to, like, kick at it for a while, or it would be way less dramatic. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could achieve it eventually. I'm just thinking of that that recent uh, was it United Southwest, Fl- Southwest oh, yeah. that lost where the lady got half sucked out of the window. Well, part of that is also the the engine exploded. Yeah, and right. so that probably created that enough force to, uh, to to make a nice decent sized hole on the side that. of the yeah. plane. Right. They so, could probably open the door or something. They could have figured it out in a real world. I mean, it's movie world, so you just shoot right. the windows and you're good. It's, but it's just like even. <laughs> It just seems really like disproportionately. Uh, it's a very drastic, reckless <laughs> to get rid of the snake. But it did the trick. It did the trick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it worked. So I can't. You know, nobody got sucked out of the plane. The My plane didn't. Juliana Margulies almost gets sucked she out does. of the plane, but she finds the strength within her to stay holding on she to the seat. She puts a foot up. Right. As soon as she yeah. puts that foot up, and then she's good. She's fine. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, Juliana Margulies is in this. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the kind of cast this movie could have had if they hadn't clearly shot their casting wad on Julianna Margulies. <laughs> like again, I don't think J- Samuel L. Jackson did this movie for probably any money. <laughs> yeah. he, did it, he did it. This for is some a money. favor, basically. Like he d- can't have gotten paid a ton on this movie. Oh no, I don't. I don't this I'm is a sure. labor of love. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure what the budget project. is on this film, but I feel like fifty million. I was going to say about sixty, but. Um, we could always look at it. You could always check that. But yeah, um, I <laughs> this movie. Juliana Margulies. Yeah. Like what is she doing here? I don't I mean at the time she <laughs> I, I don't think it. she like the good wife I don't think existed yet. Yeah, I don't know what was oh, she wait, on before that, ER? Yeah. Yeah. But ER I mean, she had she it. hadn't she hadn't been on ER in a while. Like I don't think she was doing much at the time. Um cuz I remember being in the theater and being like, "Oh, it's Juliana Margulies." <laughs> good to see her again. Oh, okay. This movie cost $33 million. Oh, all right. It made $62 million. That feels wrong. It feels like it should have made more than that. It, it did- should have. That was the problem. I think it would have now. Maybe. It definitely... I think it would have now for sure, but at the time, the R rating, while definitely necessary for this movie, didn't get people into the seats. And which is weird, because I remember... Because like, think of the kids who are of the internet age Mm -hmm. at that time. Like I saw this as the first R rated movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Really? This is, and I snuck in and I was 16 (laughs) and I told my mom, cause it was a, it was my birthday. And I told my mom that I was going to go see snakes on a plane with my friends. And she's like, you're not going to get into that movie. It's, it's rated R you're 16. I was like, they're not going to check my idea. I'm going to roll those dice. (laughs) And they didn't because they knew they needed to, they put it in the, in the big corner theater. This is a marquee movie. 
for that weekend. Yeah, they estimated the movie would make twenty to thirty million, and then the the viralness of it all like boosted it. So it was a success. I I I, I saw a midnight screening of it, and I remember the midnight screaming screaming. <laughs> Get it? Because it's a horror feature. Mm, nice. um, the midnight screening was kind of empty. <laughs> I, I saw it as a... I think I worked in a movie theater at the time, so I saw the enthusiastic moviegoers with like the shirts and stuff. But I just saw it with my dad on a nice afternoon, and we had a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. People were laughing. People were laughing at, at the right moments. The, fucking, the part where I really remember when the crowd went nuts is at the very end. When a snake comes out at the last minute and bites our hero, and Samuel Jackson shoots him in the chest, yeah, and like yeah. no, I I did not think because the movie was ridiculous enough at that point. I really thought he just killed him, and that was oh, I thought he just amazing. shot the snake. Like I just because oh, the, really? the movie is so absurd because he that like point. flies backwards. Well, and it was sure, just like, but that it's would like amazing. Yeah, what? I just thought like no, the guy's fine. He just, I mean, Sam Jackson's such a marksman that he shot the snake and the bullet stopped right at <laughs> right. that snake. <laughs> Hit that snake's skull, and that was it. Yeah, didn't go any further than that. <laughs> And everybody, I mean, everybody walks out okay in the end, for the most part, yeah. you know, and everybody, everybody's going to go fuck later on. Yeah, they I was about to say, there's a couple later. of really forced romantic subplots in yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Samuel Jackson and the flight attendant at the very last moment is like, wait, did they even have a thing going on? Not really. Yeah. Like, they, they like. Oh, they do that weird. Oh, had like some sort of like kind of professional bonding. Yeah. Not as overt as extreme sports boy and Tiffany, the flight, the that flight was, attendant. Right. Who's just into him immediately for no reason because yeah, he's not handsome that he looks must, like a little weird guy a little weird smush face guy that that lady must have a bad <laughs> history because yeah she was just like hey this guy is with the fbi in oh their custody gosh. who looks like a real douchebag yeah gonna, how's it going man you're <laughs> like gonna, she was immediately into that you're gonna yeah. testify against the mobster that's kind of high yeah and then cut away looking like <laughs> Cut rate Britney Spears. If they'd gotten Britney Spears in this movie to play that flight attendant, there's so many been great. casting choices I wish that they had made. Instead. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Get some, just get, uh, do it Sharknado style. If they had done Sharknado before Sharknado was a thing and just gotten a rogues gallery of ra- of random people mm-hmm. from the 80s and 90s, yeah, it would have been so much better than it already is. And I already love this movie. This movie, I rewatched it and I'm like, oh yeah, four and a half stars. <laughs> I don't think five. I don't think Sharknado exists without this movie. No, I think you're right. Like, I don't I think, think it does. This made movie producers realize that there's a market for just films that just movies that are intentionally ironic in this way, for better or worse. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not a Sharknado fan. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, that's the end of my thought. <laughs> I don't think this movie. I don't think Sharknado exists without this movie. So the thing is, like, I remember having. I feel like maybe I shot my film irony load already on seeing this movie because I have had no desire to see any of the Sharknado movies after that. Yeah. Because I feel like they actually did a good... Again, they did a good job of making this a really, really excellent B-movie. Yeah. And Sharknado feels more in the vein of we're making this bad on purpose. Sharknado tries too hard for me. I saw the first one. I was like, all right, I get it. The best... Real funny, guys. Yeah. Real funny. And then it just... That's why, again, sh- uh, this director did Shark Night. Shark Night's another one that kind of nails a lot of B-movie stuff where I can't tell if they know or not that, that they're being bad. funny. Yeah. yeah. Like, they know, they must know that they're making this cheesy movie, but they they take it as seriously as they can. And right. I feel like this one does that, too, where there's not much 
winking at the audience, which is surprising. There's the there's the stuff where they re did the reshoots to like satisfy the internet, but it never felt like they were like, oh, you look how funny we're doing. Like yeah, you know, and never, you know, it's, they, there wasn't too, you know apart from the like, motherfucking snakes, there wasn't yeah. a moment where they're like kind of looking at the camera, and being like eh. Eh? He's like it was yeah we did here the the best the best one and I it's it's a shame because it's not on DVD or streaming anywhere that I can find the best version of uh, Sharknado is a film called Ghost Shark oh yeah Ghost Shark. If elaborate you've, if you've not seen Ghost Shark it is incredible it's a ghost shark who literally appears out of any body of water and eats people like he comes out of a he comes out of a bucket at a car wash. <laughs> There's a great so there's a great good. gif you can find uh, of a kid going on a slip and slide. He goes on the slip and slide, and then shark, ghost shark comes at the end, and just it's Eats so him. great. Yes, oh that God. shark it has be having a blast. Uh, it, it, the The star power of ghost shark is a uh, bull from Night Court. Nice plays this old fisherman who saw the ghost shark get cursed by pirate magic. <laughs> It's a fucking beautiful film. Regular pirates are also ghost pirates. Ah, I don't remember. It, it's ghost pirates because it's a wounded shark that goes into a ghost pirate cave and it becomes a ghost shark. Oh, that's okay. great. There's a guy that drinks ghost shark and then ghost shark just splits him in half from the inside. See, um, they knew what to do with what what they had. It's, there. it's a beautiful film. Because <laughs> isn't there a shark avalanche one? There's one about sharks that exist in snow. There's yeah. one of sharks that exist in sand. sand. I saw sand sharks and. The it's one tremors. thing I didn't expect it to be was kind of boring. Like it felt like they didn't know what to do with their own premise. A lot, a lot of those movies end up being boring. Yeah, and that's, I think so. Ghost Shark, they they nailed it. It sounds like they're yeah, like, oh, and like he, and like snakes on a plane. Like they yeah. they they took the time to be like like they knew what the film was. And they're like, okay, we have to just deliver what people will expect from this film, right? But they still tr- again, they still tried to be a movie. Like, yeah. and that's what made it so that you couldn't tell if they knew they were being funny or not. Well, the, like they had I a think, full arc with the surfing at the end and like yeah. they set that up they set a lot of things up and like they don't they care they seem to care about their characters enough to make them come off as genuine i think the the, the worst parts of this movie is when it tries to be funny right you know not like ness like also the, that music video at the end was oh uh, i didn't watch it oh okay. yeah that was very jarring it's it's, it's a real yeah it really takes you out of there <laughs> yeah um, I Although mean, I do love the soundtrack of this movie, it's real. It's got a real nice mix of of uh, pop punk and rap remixes. So I'm pretty happy with it. Perfect. Again, very 2006. Yeah. Extremely 2006. Extremely mid 2000s. Um, like any, yeah, like beyond like the general premise and like the absurdity of like the snake attacks and stuff like that, which are fine and effective. Like anytime the movie tries to be funny, it super doesn't work. Like we had the weird David Koechner stuff where it's like, Hey, I'm going to harass everybody. <laughs> right. And they have that, like the first time that Sam Jackson and Juliana Margulies meet, he yeah. gets, it's, he, she's they, it, there's like this weird racial joke. <laughs> she says, why do you, you people have to come here? It's like, she's it's like clearly the, talking like, about the, the FBI. FBI. She's like next right. time you people want to commandeer the plane, maybe you could give and us a little like, advance morning. What do you like, mean yeah. you people? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean... And then he's like, nah, it's all right. I'm messing with you. And then they're friends. Yeah. Then yeah. she's immediately not mad at him anymore. She's like, oh, that diffused all my resentment. And of course, lest we forget all the talk of a snake biting a guy on the ass. 
and then him being like, oh, listen, yeah. we have to suck the poison out. I'm not going to let a dude suck poison out of yeah. my ass. We got a little t- mid-2000s gay panic going and then, on. And then the they're part- leering at the single mother sucking to- the poison out of the, out of the, the crying boy's was, arm. Yes, and yeah. they're like, yeah, that's what I'm that's, talking about. Right. so it's fucking weird. Yeah, dude, he, he was, was just, just like, like yeah. that. <laughs> I'm fully erect right now right. watching this I'm happen. rock hard watching this lady perform oh, desperate God. field surgery on this child. Yeah. The snake venom has gone into my boner. Oh, I have no much time. Man. Yeah, so anytime the movie tries to be funny, yeah. it super doesn't work. But that's, I mean, it, it, at least they made the attempts, and I appreciate that. <laughs> right. I just, I yeah, I, it's true that they don't, they didn't need to. I'll, I'll, I'll tell t- some of the, a lot of the stuff that the, the 3Gs does when he's being a germaphobe is pretty funny. Yeah. I think Keenan Thompson in, in general does a really great job with some pretty rough, actual there, like dialogue there, material. Yeah, there's some clear ad-libbing from him. Yeah. yeah. Like in the end where he's like, fuck Randy, he's my brother. And I said, <laughs> like, that's yeah. great. Like, that's funny, but it's like clearly a Keenan Thompson ad-lib. Um, right. That that's, was... that's why you, that's why you get him is to, you know, like our script sucks. So yeah. be funny. Right. You, get like, him, you know, having the nice back and forth with the, uh, with the guy in the control tower, mm-hmm. you know, telling an old white man to fuck off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. It's good. Yeah. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah, sure. Um, that was another that's real, one of that's, the quick that's, arcs was when the rapper takes the gun because most of the arcs that I didn't like they were really quick with it was the one with Samuel Jackson don't let him into first class and then it's resolved immediately then when he takes the gun and he's like I gotta get out of here and someone starts talking to him Samuel Jackson just snatches the gun yeah. back and it was like okay crisis over well, it's like he did, like it's 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 weird I mentioned earlier that 3G's the rapper and the stuffy British guy are the same character and really, 3G's does the worst thing, which he is... He kills an old woman. Did you notice is, that? He shoves her over, yeah. Yeah, and then snakes land on her. Like, he murders that old woman. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then he pulls a gun on the entire crew. Yeah. While they're still in, in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have to talk him down. Like, uh, like Kenan Thompson literally says, you're pointing a gun at a baby. <laughs> right. But then, like, he comes back later and, like, kind of says, I'm not so good at this apologizing thing, but I'm sorry. And it's like, oh, so, okay, he's cool now. Right, it's it's a weird. I think what they tried to do is they I mean, made him more the germaphobe stuff. They made him more far gone that like getting that apology meant more than if that rich stuffy guy, right? Because he was clearly like he clearly had issues that he's like having to face. I don't know. It's weird because it's it's true that he is technically done worse things than the stuffy British they, guy. They, there's a dog. They endear him more to us though. Like yeah. the germaphobe stuff. I think. Because it's kind of funny and it makes him more human and we just generally spend more time. But yeah, like the British guy, like let's list his offenses. He's irritated at being bumped from first class and he's irritated at sitting next to a barking dog and a baby. 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 All of us would be irritated at all of those things. Yeah. But he also (laughs) does does the thing that like automatically makes you look like a bad person in a movie where you're like, let me speak to your, and he's being snarky to people, yeah. to people yeah. in the service industry for no reason. He's like, I got, does my rewards card get me anything about yeah. this? Or, or the line where he's like, well, I, I want to arrive on time. And they have to be like, I'm pretty sure coach is going to arrive there at the same time. It's like, yeah, they made again, everybody all work in the service class industry. is terrible and everybody yeah. in coach is fine. And, I feel like a lot of movies do that. And yeah, like the the Alicia Silverstone uh, double uh, share from the Clues TV show, like the worst thing she does is have a little dog in her purse. Right. Right. And be kind of like... 
She's clueless about. She, she again. Hey. <laughs> like that's the worst thing she does. But like they kind of yeah. Like they're just like oh all the first class people suck. And I'm like no, it's just. She's got a dog. Yeah, this isn't the slobs yeah, versus snobs movie. This is just yeah. It's it's everybody versus snakes. That right. said, yeah. That said, they it's, didn't know enough. Again, like it's very two dimensional, but they knew that would create a character conflict where you mm-hmm. have okay, the first class people and the coach people but have it to mingle. Really. It kind of like it does with that rapper. Like it, he's that really whole the thing only is one. Him, like yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, like, the they really ones, they really jettison any notion of that. Right. Almost immediately because the only two people that have a problem with it are the British guy and the rapper. Right. Right. So it's like it's not like it, it never it never pays off in a way that it's like, oh, the first class or it, it just it's really just those two characters. Yeah. And they could have just gotten away with having those two characters be jerks. Be assholes. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. We, 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 yeah. Because the Alicia Silverstone lookalike is just uncomfortable. She's never rude or mean or anything. No, no she, else. the worst yeah. pushback she gets is she asks if, if it's safe. And then she's immediately fine with it. She accepts it. She just yeah. sits down. She has her dog. She's you know using her phone or whatever. She's Also, this is one of those movies where the coach looks just as nice. Or not just as nice. but That is the nicest coach yeah. section of an airplane I have ever seen. <laughs> Super nice. They have lots of leg room. Yeah. They got, um, they got lots of they got lots of snakes, lots yeah. of snacks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you got a nice little flight. You got the flight attendant who sacrifices herself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got some good hero characters. The in old this lady. Movie. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Lynn Shea. on her last happy, flight. Uh, not happy Gilmore. Um, um, There's something about Mary, and also Insidious. No, isn't she um, Finkel's mom? In uh, no. Ace Ventura, no. Oh, okay. Oh, that's the different old lady. It's a different old lady. It's the different old lady. Yeah. No, this There's that's two. this is uh, Lynn Shay who's in. There's something about Mary in the Insidious yeah. movies. Yeah, that was good. That was good of the baby stuff. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. They gave them a lot to do. Yeah, it's a really it's a again it's a really well made efficient movie. Like it gets the job it gets the job done. And it does the job supremely well. I want to push back a little on the efficient because we all agree that it should be probably a little shorter. Well, yeah, like, but as far as telling the story and, yeah. and and having the the actual beats and structure of the story, I think it does that really nicely. It's not as quick as it should be. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. It definitely should be. I would say yeah, probably like ten to maybe fifteen minutes shorter. Get it out at a nice clean hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. no, no longer. I feel like maybe even like eighty-five minutes, but definitely no longer than ninety. Yeah, we didn't need it. We didn't need a near two-hour snakes on a plane. I'd take ninety. I think under ninety, and I feel like I shouldn't have to pay full price for the movie. <laughs> you felt outraged by the Lion King. I did. Yeah. What? I was like, that's a great ending. Uh. Wait a second. Wait a How long has it been? This movie's 72 minutes long. Fuck this. <laughs> Threw your popcorn at the usher. Yeah. I made a mistake and I saw Lion King in 3D when they did the re-release of that. There was no need for it. Yeah, I can't imagine I was imagine trying to impress that. a girl. <laughs> I went out on a Was date. she impressed? <laughs> she I mean, we were both really high, so she might have been impressed. I she can't was, remember. Like, I was really impressed by how you watched that 3D movie. I think she was impressed that I could shell out $40 to, to pay for two game. tickets when I was a senior in college and right. had no money. Oh, man. It's a good film. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King, I think we can all agree that Lion King's a good, good movie. Film. Is it better than Snakes on a Plane, though? I don't know. Um, mm. Yeah. 
I'm going to say it's better than Snacks I don't know. It's derivative. It's it's clear. It's clearly forced. It's way too long. It's got songs in it. You don't need those. Yeah, you don't need songs. We already established like how much we don't like music videos I think you can cut movies. all of the songs from Lion King. Lion King is like mostly music video, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See? We just go with Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> Where's the Fallout Boy? <laughs> is Fallout Boy in this? No, they have Fallout Boy songs. I assume. In the yeah. uh, it's two thousand six. Dude, shitty. they got Fall. They got Fallout Boy. They got Gym Class Heroes. They got CeeLo before Gnarls Barkley. This is an extremely two thousand six movie. And all the wow. harassment claims. Cobra Starship. Which Cobra might be named Starship. After, yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that band. Oh they sing shit! The lead song, Snakes on a Plane. Parentheses. I think Get It is the name. In parentheses. Pro- I, yeah, probably. Oh my. Oh, God. bring it. Sorry. Bring Snakes it. on a plane. Parentheses. Bring it. <laughs> God. This was like, why Why did we all forget about this movie, do you think? Uh, I think because of stuff like Sharknado and that it's it's a nice movie, but it's most of these B movies. It's You watch them in theaters with friends once, maybe twice. And then they don't really serve much of a purpose. Right. It's that. kind of like a sleepover rental after that. We're like, hey, let's watch Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Right. You and a bunch of friends are hanging out. And, but I th- And even that, it's like there's some movies that I think find another life after, you know, they've done their theatrical run and been on TV for a while where you can do sort of a game around the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and this doesn't really have – it doesn't lend itself well to doing anything that's like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're not going to throw – snakes at the screen whenever right. something happens or not going to drink when something happens because there's not enough I don't think like key plot points to latch on to because it is although I think well made it's also super duper generic oh yeah yeah, yeah. Much so. it's again and it's also I think it's too self-aware um, to be effective as a B movie if you're going to sit around and watch a funny movie with your friends and make fun of it you want to do a movie like that isn't aware of what it is you like want to do like The Room or Congo yeah right um, <laughs> yeah, you want to. That's the, that's what it, you know. The room, I think, is obviously one of the best examples of that because it's so bad, but it's not. It's bad in a way that it's unpredictable. It's bad in a fascinating way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't have seen how how bad that movie was going to be, right? <laughs> from a mile away, and no, that's no one could anticipate that. But you know what you're getting with snakes on a plane. Yeah, yeah. that's true. There's nothing surprising about snakes on a plane. And I don't think. Anything in this movie that happened, I, I, I'm trying to really rack my brains. The guy getting his dick part. bit by the snake was a surprise. That yeah. was, it was did not anticipate. That. I was surprised by, um, maybe I shouldn't have been the dog getting eaten just because I felt like the movie wasn't going to go in that direction where, like I felt like the dog was going to just be this. It was going to be one of those stupid movie things where the dog gets out at the end and. And it was so unceremonious where he just tosses the dog. It was cruel, too. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the dog's just murdered. You know what? I will say the one the one surprising thing for this movie for me is the uh, I did not think that the the uh, the couple on the honeymoon was going to die. Yeah. I felt I felt sad when they died. Yeah, yeah. they were setting them up to be like a thing at the I end. I was like, aw. Oh, they're going to make <laughs> but it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, and that's... No, they sh- super don't. And they cut back to a lot of like decaying bodies in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really, really heinous corpses. This snake. Oh, that's one of the great... That's one of the great funny parts i don't know that they might have done on purpose when they're like is there a doctor on the plane (laughs) yeah oh yeah he's right there yeah that was great mouth what was why why was the snake in his mouth i don't know those snakes were doing in there they were having a great time they were snakes up until them getting sucked out of the plane and who knows again fisher fisherman boat like maybe 
they continued their little adventure, but like they were having a blast. Yeah, they, they didn't were. seem very angry at each other. They were just like, "Yeah, we're snakes." Oh, no, they yeah, were teaming the up. Pheromones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah they were just ready to fuck. Out. Yeah. <laughs> They said pheromones an awful they lot in this did. movie. Well, even the guy when he's spraying the pheromones, he's on the phone. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm spraying the pheromones <laughs> right now." Like uh, my favorite part was like of of the pheromones through line is when they finally corner the illegal snake dealer, and uh, like the the snake experts like, "Well, I don't know. They could have given him pheromones." And then Bobby kind of always like, "How'd you make the snake so pissed?" He's like, "We gave him pheromones." And then the snake experts like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, 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 like, that I said, like I said." That checks out. Great snake torture method, though. Ah, oh, you got bit. Well, we have this anti-venom, but you got seven minutes. And he squirts it in his eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. you're wasting it. Would that burn? You squirt anti-venom in the eye? I don't Probably. Know. I've never been around. I've been around poisonous snakes. I've never gotten bit by one, though. Because I used to work at a summer camp where we had poisonous snakes on site, and we had kids got bit. And oh, no. They had to go to uh, the nearest city. Which is like a twenty or thirty minute drive to oh, go wow. to the hospital to get Jesus the antivenom. Christ. But it's not. I mean, American snakes, as they explain in this movie, are not anywhere near as scary as like Australian or South American snakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got copperheads. You get bit. You're probably not going to do anything more than just your legs going to swell up. Right. Yeah, you're going to feel like shit, but you're basically fine. Right. Yeah. Whereas some of these other snakes just fucking smoke you. Man, uh, something I learned uh, in the trivia section for this film is that poisonous snakes are technically supposed to be called venomous because poison is ingested while venom is injected. No, oh, that checks out. Oh, fun fact. I don't think they follow that in the film. I just saw this on the yeah. IMDb trivia section. Why is that in the IMDb trivia section? I don't know. I think somebody was just somebody was just like, well, I don't want to teach yeah. these motherfuckers about snakes. <laughs> That's probably that snake expert from the movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was you <laughs> bring him back in there. Uh, actually, I don't know if you knew this. They're actually called venomous because you inject venom and poison <laughs> is ingested. I imagine they had an actual snake uh, expert on the set for this or in post-production. They must have consulted some poor snake expert that Maybe. they uh, promptly did not listen to. Yeah, because they, they would not have had a boa constrictor with yeah. razor shit, with, with razor rows with piranha of teeth. teeth. Or really yeah. anything. Like every time, like when the captain reaches in that hole and the snake like pops out, like he's in a like he's in a goddamn can, like yeah, a, a can joke of can brittle. of penis. Yeah, it's like I don't think they do that. I'm pretty sure they don't do like seventy percent of what we see. And I will say one thing. One thing that did really throw me. Now that I'm really thinking about it, is that they have anytime it cuts to the snake vision. It's oh, yeah. that weird green filter. What a and baffling look, choice for snake vision. I know this, that most snakes that, you know, obviously snakes have really terrible eyesight, but they have essentially heat vision. They have heat vision, yeah. And that yeah. doesn't track with the way it is at all. They could have done a way cooler version of... It should have predator vision. vision. Yeah. Again, should, the snake should literally so see cooler. like predator. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, again, they consulted the snake expert, and the snake expert was like, well, you know, it's complicated. And they're like, okay, that's enough. We'll just, just make, make it, it green or something. Well, like, the snakes hard. have night vision goggles yeah. on. Yeah. We found a way. Listen, we've got to use all this extra Sprite trash that we had <laughs> on set. Just put a gel over that lens. You're good to go. That's good. The snakes see like James Gum. And they were seeing Stalking Jody Foster. <laughs> no, <laughs> James Gum was their snake expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do also love that this is one of the movies that still managed to find uh, in modern times, which seems to be harder to come by, really obvious 
language editing for uh for TV versions. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The what is it? I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes on, on this, this Monday, Monday to Friday, Friday flight. flight. Yeah. yeah it's so it's good. Crazy. It's great. And you and cuz the kids you can't that's an iconic line. You yeah. have to have at least some version of the line in the movie. I get why they didn't just cut you can't just cut that out of TV version. Did they have Samuel Jackson record that version or do they get I don't know how they do that on TV. Do they get like a voice double? It depends. Cuz I feel like Samuel Jackson if they do they, he must have had like a day in a recording booth doing mm-hmm. variations of motherfucking. And I don't know for if they, just all the movies. Like right. cuz I remember Die Hard with a Vengeance on TV he calls Bruce Willis, a racist melon farmer. Like, <laughs> right. there's so many, yeah. And uh, so many great edits and of Samuel sand- Jackson. And Bruce lines. Willis's sandwich board says, I hate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is actually, that's... we're not talking about Die Hard, but that's actually the unedited footage. That's when they shot it. Right, yeah. They course. had him write that because they weren't about you, to no, do the not, other no, thing. No, you're not going to do that for real. That yeah. seems like a fridge magnet poetry set. Just all yeah. the variations of motherfucker you can get on there. Yeah. yeah. The, I, I like. Um, in Die Hard 2, it's Mr. Falcon. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Mr. Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, the TV version <laughs> of that. Um, yeah, there's some good ones. I, it depends. Like, I know Joe Pesci famously re-recorded his lines for the that run in Casino. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we wrote about it on Cracked. Or it's like they, they, had, they re-recorded the line where he's flipping out on Robert De Niro. And they took out the motherfucker, but they leave in Jew. Huh. So it's like, huh. so he, it's because I think the line is like he's like you, you Jew motherfucker or something like that, and they they took the time so to the edit an, out the motherfucker. Anti-Semitism can not stay. the anti-Semitism. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, hmm. oh, oh no. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Any final thoughts on snakes on a plane? I just I love snakes on a plane. It's still it's it for a movie that. I saw in high school and have really scarcely seen since. I was afraid that it wasn't going to hold up when I told you guys that I wanted to do this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it did. You know, that's rare. My. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, we'll have to cut the this window. Just I had freaked out and disbelieved. That was the D and D. I was blocking the window from light because ah. we were shooting during the day. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that was. There. I was about to say. I think a dry erase board just tried to break into your house. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll start my thought over. Yes. Sure, um, yeah. I you know I see a lot. I've seen this movie is one of the many movies that I watched in high school and then haven't really watched again since. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that it held up as much as I was hoping it would. You know, there's a lot of changes in me and my artistic tastes since then. It's been almost ten years. Uh, over ten years. Yeah. Over yeah. Over ten it's, years uh, since I saw this years, movie. Yeah. And so now it's been. You know, I'm I'm just glad that I still enjoyed this movie as much as as I did, and that I can still and I still think it's a, a really really great, well done movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say it's not as dated as I was expecting. There's still some very dated things in it, but overall, it's it didn't. It, yeah, yeah. I came into this rewatch assuming the worst, and I was pleasantly surprised. Good. My main comment was is, is was watching it again after again I was same boat uh, even uh, although I was in college oh no wait I was out of college by then um, but I was like super on board with snakes on a plane like I rode that meme wave saw it midnight screening got the DVD you know would watch a bunch of my friends and I hadn't watched in, like a decade so coming back to it now I was surprised that there were stretches of the film that I was just bored like I was trying right. to pay attention and that's where my main complaint comes from. I feel like this movie could be a little shorter yeah yeah. 
But, but most uh, movies can be a little bit shorter. Yeah, that's true. Again, any Transformer movie compared to this, like this is far better. Right. Any Transformer movie could effectively be zero minutes long. Yeah. And I yeah. Think that, that would really be a, the best thing for <laughs> that's the a good universe. Point. The only, I shouldn't the, use the Transformers movies as the, like... No. Uh, the only portion a, of a Transformers movie that should exist is the one from the 80s that is just a Weird Al song over, yeah. over robots fighting in space. Yeah. Yes. That's all we need. And the You Got the Touch. By Stan Bush. <laughs> Orson Welles' last movie. Yeah. I know. Transformers the movie. A, a planet that eats everybody. Yep. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, man. So, yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on the discussion of Transformers the movie. Um, <laughs> no, no, uh, no, thanks for coming on. Um, where can we find you online? What do you want to plug? Uh, you can find me at Diet J on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at for stand up show dates. And then uh, I have a podcast uh, that is about movies that people hate and why called Blockbusting. Uh, Tom, we just had you on I there. I did. Yeah, it was very fun. Did uh, Shape of Water. I did. I had Woo. some thoughts on Shape of Water. It's a garbage film. I, <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to mention this on then, but my girlfriend hates Shape of Water even more than you do. Really? She said it was her least favorite movie last year. But oh, also, because most of that stems from... She is a big cat lover. And the minute that the cat got eaten, oh, she's, yeah. like, no, she's like, I'm done with this movie. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, so check that out. Blockbusting on iTunes. Well, oh, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Jay. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Yeah. Cool. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>